Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, coming to you uh, just after a Thanksgiving week for all our American viewers and listeners, and uh, lots of great football on Thursday. I got to, I PVR'd them, so I got to see them after work, which uh, was great. I didn't know uh, really the results, which was kind of amazing, but uh yeah you had a an extended nice week off uh how did you feel with your five days off felt great yeah but at the end of the day it just felt like it went so fast like where i was just like i know i had extra days off but then i'm back to work on monday i'm like yeah it didn't feel like it was that long it it just didn't feel like it like it was like wow that's, that's too bad did you chill mostly or yeah, man. I uh, basically slept in, got my sleep, caught, caught up on sleep, I should say more importantly. I uh, was able to see some friends here and there, but uh, basically just chilled. It was good. Yeah. Well, the weather's been holding off, but I hear we have snow coming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not thrilled to hear about that. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I'm not a fan of snow. Um, I, I doubt you are either. Uh-uh. Not yeah. a fan. Not a fan. I I I think though that it's snow that's not going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a good. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Um, we're doing this uh, in the midst of the Monday night football game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers just uh, went up again. Uh, twenty. I think it's twenty two sixteen. Is that right? No, twenty two seventeen. Uh, within an extra point coming. And um, Pittsburgh dominated that first half. Holy cow. It was just, it was crazy how uh, Colts couldn't do anything. And then Colts came out in the second half and they've made a game of it. Oh, they're going for two here. Pittsburgh uh, got about 10 minutes left and uh, they're trying to make it 24-17. Kenny Pickett taking it, uh, flushed out of the pocket and... Found, uh, yeah, oh, we found Pickens in the corner, uh, two-point convert. Uh, so, yeah, Pittsburgh's got a seven-point lead with 9.55 left in the fourth quarter. Um, man, uh, I love this Pickett kid. Uh, they they, they really uh, did a good job getting him. I know, you know, they're only three and seven on the year, uh, having their struggles, but um, I like his scrambling ability. I like, uh, you know, his vision and uh yeah i i'm impressed by him when i get to see extended games of the steelers yeah and i and i'm i'm, I'm impressed with uh the connection that he's already beginning to build with pickens yeah pickens, pickens yeah. combination um and also too like you can see potential in it yeah. you can see real potential with this kid as opposed to the guy that looks like a child, Zach Wilson <laughs> for the Jets. Yeah. Where when I the last time I saw him play, hey, I'm just like, there's no potential here. There's nothing here. Yeah. Well, the Jets Jets made a mo- good move and Ben oh, yeah. Mike, Mike White looked good, great this weekend and uh, oh, yeah, that was a, a move that should have been made probably weeks weeks ago. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Pickett's numbers, uh, you know, 19 for 2768 yards and. A, and uh, yeah, what? And also, he's got uh, 34 yards on the ground himself. Uh, Pickens, uh, him, him, and Pickett are uh, college teammates, so uh, really smart for the Steelers to to get the guys uh, so they know each other well. 
Um, they've got a couple of touchdowns on the ground, Barry Snell Jr. and Najee Harris. And, uh, oh, my God, Matt Ryan had 27 passing yards in that first half, uh, net passing yards. Uh, man, they were just balling him up, giving him so much pressure. He was not looking good. But uh, in the second half, he's he's done quite well and uh, come back. Uh, I was I was shocked at how stifling the the Steelers defense was in that first half. Yeah, I was shocked as well. But actually, you know what? The one thing I'm more shocked at is the fact that the Colts are playing hard and well. Yeah, with like their new head coach Jeff Saturday, that's never coached yeah. anywhere on yeah. any level ever. <laughs> <laughs> but they're playing well. But they're yeah. playing well. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, they, they look like they're inspired. Uh they look like they're actually in, in every game. And uh yeah, I I think a lot of people are shocked uh because they didn't expect much from Saturday coming in uh with no experience and uh but yeah he's been able to rally the troops and they they look like they're playing hard football and, and playing quite well. Yeah exactly they're playing hard for him which is I like, you got to give him his flowers, man. Like, I wasn't expecting that. No. I wasn't expecting that. No. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan's numbers now, uh, 16 for 26, 142 yards and a touchdown. He did throw a pick early on. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 17 carries, 78 yards and a TD. Uh, Jelani Woods, career high, seven catches, career high, 81 yards. Pittman's got the touchdown. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, this should be a good, fun game to – Watch going down the stretch. Um, yeah, uh, I want to get into the NFL story, but um, I do want to uh, mention a couple of uh, things over the weekend. Uh, I had a really uh, fun evening on Saturday um, in Kitsilano here, just down the street from me at the Russian Hall. You know where the Russian Hall on on 4th, close to Arbutus? Yes. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, They decided they would have um, stand-up comedy nights there. Now, uh, I guess they used to have them in Mount Pleasant and um, they got, uh, they got uh, shuffled out. They want to build a nice high rise there. Uh, Yeah. They decided they would kick the comedians out. And so they decided to, um, yeah, book this Russian hall and uh, it was completely sold out. Hundreds of people there. Uh, there was four comedians w- with a host. Uh, pretty good comedians, except the headliner was hilarious. Oh, my God. And I do not know the guy's name. I've been searching and searching for days to try to, to um, find his name out so I could uh, contact him. I'd love to have him on a podcast. But, uh, man, we were laughing uncontrollably. I was looking around and everybody was just in stitches with this guy he was super super funny and and uh yeah it really uh was a really good part of the weekend after last weekend we had had a bit of a dud this one was uh great i was really happy we went out oh that's awesome that's great and it's also it just makes everything better when you go to a comedy show and the comedians are actually you know good <laughs> yeah yeah the host was hilarious uh he said he's been hosting for 10 years so you know he should be hilarious, but um, yeah, the 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 stand or the headliner guy, man, just loved it. Uh, really, really great. Uh, anybody listening that want wants to check it out, it's called Jokes Please, and I think it's a um, couple of weekends uh, a month here in Kitsilano. Uh, I think they find it. They have another place in 
East Vancouver somewhere where they do the other alternate weeks, uh, I guess. And, um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It was like 20 bucks and, um, yeah, great, great, great night. Um, I did also want to mention how yesterday was a historic day in Canadian sports. There was our World Cup Canadian soccer team was playing, uh, trying to get a victory and trying to advance in the World Cup of soccer. And Canada was also playing in the Davis Cup tournament in tennis. Uh, 120-year-old tournament, the Davis Cup, and we won it for the first time in Canadian history. Uh, We beat Australia, who had won the title 28 times before and uh we had only been to the championship just one time in 2019 losing to spain uh this was our second appearance in the final and we got the victory it was it was very 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 awesome uh great to see uh, amazing how much canadian tennis has really risen up the ranks and uh yeah we're becoming a world powerhouse and um, it was it was fun for any tennis fans. Uh, one of the greatest moments in Canadian history. And it's awesome to know that we can actually excel at other sports other than just you know hockey. Yeah, yeah, We're totally good at other sports other than just hockey. Yeah, you know, that's totally. cool. yeah. Uh, the World Cup soccer, uh, super anticipated, much, much, much talked about. Everybody was really getting uh, excited about it and and wanting to uh you know see Canada finally in it uh we had a tw- a 36 year drought from our first world cup appearance uh we finally made it back uh we had a heartbreaking loss in the opening game against Belgium and uh, we lost one nothing where we actually outplayed them and had many more opportunities to score uh in our second game we got a goal just over a minute into the game, uh, Alfonso Davies, former White Cap, former Lower Mainland resident here, gets the opening goal. First goal ever scored by a Canadian men uh, men's player in the World Cup, and it was so exciting. Uh, I could hear people celebrating all over the country, and then we didn't do very well after that. We lost 4-1. to one. Uh, we are knocked out of the tournament. Uh, we do have one more game to play uh, this week against Morocco, but even if we win, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've been eliminated because of the results of the other teams in our group. Uh, it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, the rest of the tournament's going to be fun. I'm going to check out a bunch of it, but nice to see Canada there. Uh, nice to see all these watch parties all over here at the Hollywood Theater. They sold out the tickets, 600 people every game and uh it's been fun but uh really too bad that they uh they couldn't get a result and and couldn't advance past this opening round well the second team that they played was croatia right yeah yeah that's a big ask yeah big ask (laughs) yeah croatia was the uh runner-up last world cup uh they finished second and uh it was a big ask for sure um yeah it was super exciting uh, very cool to uh, score that goal right away. And you started thinking, wow, maybe they could do this. But uh, Croatia flexed their muscles and and kicked their butt. And uh, that was it. Uh, disappointing that um, you only get a couple of kicks at the can. And if you don't win those first two games, you're out of it. 
Uh, the great thing about the World Cup going forward, though, is we are in already. We've qualified for 2026 because we are one of the host nations. So uh, we get to have the World Cup here. Um, it's a weird um, bid that was a conglomerate with all three North American countries. U.S., Mexico, and Canada are all hosting the World Cup 2026. Uh, there will be 80 games played in the tournament. Uh, U.S. will get 60, Canada will get 10, and Mexico will get 10. Uh, I don't know who decided to put this kind of bid together and and um, why it ended up being this way, but it's kind of nice. We're, we all, all, already know we're in. Uh, there will be uh, probably about two or three games here in Vancouver and across the country. Um, it's going to be great uh, that it's here. And I think because of the success we had uh, getting there this time, I think um, it will be huge uh, when it arrives in 2026. Oh, yeah, it's going to it's going to be massive. And I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think that's a really smart play by all three like countries just to just to spread the cost, because obviously right. it's super expensive. Yeah. Like Qatar just just going weird and crazy and just being like, hey, we're just going to build all these stadiums and never use them ever again. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, me yeah. and you last couple of weeks, and um, yeah, it, it's probably you're right. That is good. Uh, good thought that uh, yeah, we can spread the cost around, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess they say we're going to be spending about two hundred and forty to two hundred and sixty million, uh, but they think it will bring in about a billion dollars in revenue. So money well spent if you can, you know, have a month where you spend a quarter million and get a billion uh hey uh i'd like to sign up for that yeah no that's that that that's smart that's yeah. smart that's, that's smart business right there yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm pumped uh can't wait for that obviously i, I i'm gonna try to go to games in, in all three countries i'd love to see it um in mexico I'd love to see some games in the states there's gonna be spread out um this will be the first tournament that it ever has 48 teams uh, it's only been 32 um, for the rest of the World Cups. Uh, so this will be the first time it's been extra expanded. And that's why there will be 80 games. And uh, it'll be fun. Uh, for that Belgium game, I went and watched it and uh, enjoyed myself a ton. And I ran into a guy that you might be familiar with, uh, who we're going to do a podcast with tomorrow night. Uh, he's an actor, stuntman, stunt coordinator, and the former... Uh, mascot of the Vancouver Grizzlies, Trevor Jones. Do you know Trevor? I think I've met him once or twice. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I ran into him. We chatted a little bit. I said, hey, let's do a podcast. And he said, sounds awesome to me. So we're going to do it tomorrow night about the same time we're doing this. And, and uh, yeah, keep your eye out for it. I'll post it probably tomorrow evening and uh yeah it's gonna be a fun conversation the guys the guy's done a lot he is a super well-rounded guy he's been in about 150 movie and tv productions and um he's uh yeah really fun very cool personality and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast oh yeah no that's gonna be great it's great that was a great get on yeah. your part managing yeah. to get him yeah he's he's uh, yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we uh, talk about uh, week 12 in the NFL? It uh, has been, uh, yeah, it, it was a little weird because you had those three games on Thursday. So there was less uh, on this, on the Sunday, but um, uh, those games were fun to watch on Thursday. Enjoyed them a ton. Uh, we'll get into um, a lot uh, for, from yesterday, but um, I want to uh, start with my hero of the week. Just get it out of the way right away. And uh, maybe you'll have some people to throw into the consideration. But um, I'm going to throw Josh Jacobs into the mix and say uh, he's my hero of the week. An absolute uh, amazing performance by Josh Jacobs. He carried the ball 33 times for 229 yards and two touchdowns, and also caught the ball six times for 74 yards, and his 86-yard scamper to the end zone in overtime uh, got the victory for the Raiders over the Seahawks and uh, sent those Seahawks fans uh, home fairly unhappy. Uh, it was uh absolute masterful performance by Jacobs. He just couldn't be stopped all game. Yeah, he was a man possessed. He played like a man possessed. He was, he was incredible. The, and the game itself was incredible as well. Like they, yeah. they, they, that was one of they, my they, favorite games of the weekend. Yeah. Super oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. They kept trading blows, going back and forth, back and forth. You know, like and and I, I love the way that uh, Seattle they just kept fighting. Yeah. And it's like yeah, they just they they kept trying and trying to win that game. Like. As much as the Raiders won that game, that's why I don't believe that Seattle actually lost that game. The Raiders mm. took it away and won that game. Yeah. And they won it because that guy was a possessed human being, Jacobs. Yeah. Really. That entire game. Yeah, he was he was awesome. They they really just uh, put put the whole game on his back and he delivered. Um that uh yeah, that that final run was just crazy. Uh there was an incident that happened in that Seahawks game that uh, made me laugh. Uh, it was kind of weird. I'm going to actually uh, make the guy the zero of the week. Um, first play of the game, Derek Carr snaps the ball, uh, fades back and, and looks for a receiver, throws it across the middle, and it gets picked off. Uh, Quandre Diggs picks it off and starts returning. Um, Daryl Taylor, backup linebacker, not starting in the game, decides he's going to run onto the field and throw some blocks to try to get Quandre into the end zone. Uh, he was the 12th man who the Seahawks usually, uh, you know, say that all their fans are. Well, he decided to run on the field and throw a few blocks and try to help <laughs> help Quandre get into the end zone. Uh, officials didn't notice. Nobody seemed to notice. He, he ran out on the field and just started – Getting guys out of the way, trying, trying, trying his best. Then he went, oh, shit. Then he ran back off the field, and nobody noticed. I, I think he, there's going to be a fine. Uh, I think the NFL is probably aware of what he did. But um, I I laughed. I couldn't believe it. And then later on in the game, I was thinking to myself, Quandre Diggs picked the ball off a second time, and I thought, uh, where's Daryl Taylor? Where is he? Where is he coming out again? Then I thought, when Jacobs got that ball and started running across the middle, that would have been the time <laughs> to run on the field and just tackle him in open field. There was no Seahawk in sight. And all of a sudden, hey, Taylor, oh, he tackled him. <laughs> what would have happened? Do you think 
Do you think they would have actually just given him the touchdown if a guy runs out on the field like that? What would happen? Do they just say automatic? Uh, something like that would have to happen because all of a sudden Jacobs would be blindside tackled by somebody out of nowhere where nobody was supposed to be. And all of a sudden, Dave's like, am I getting tackled? Like who? Come out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh no, something, something would come down. Like I, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think you could as an NFL official be like, well, I guess he's down by God. No, man, that guy wouldn't be supposed to be on the field. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, I, I think they would have to probably implement that, or you know, there'd be so many guys standing on the sideline just waiting to run <laughs> on. You know, even though oh, I might get a fifteen-yard penalty, but at least I'll stop him from. The touchdown, you know, yeah. and so, but uh, it made me laugh. Did you hear about it or did you notice it uh, when it happened in the early in the game, that game? I, I didn't, I didn't even notice it. I know, I know the play that you're talking about. Yeah. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice this guy just kind of look like this and sneak onto the field and throw. No, because it's so crazy. Yeah. That's, that doesn't happen. It's yeah. never happened. And, and it just blew, it blew me away that the officials didn't even notice it. Wow. Then, yeah. uh, you know, I, I checked it. I, I checked. I wanted to make sure I was, wasn't was seeing things. He wasn't just, you know, lining up on the far side. Uh, you know, as a linebacker, I know where you're lining up. But he yeah. was he was on the sideline. And I watched a bunch of replays, and he was just standing there and just suddenly just ran on. It was so funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. And I just – I kept thinking about it the whole entire game, like, I wonder how often we're going to see this guy. <laughs> he wants to play so bad. bad Come on, yeah. Pete, put me in. Put me in. What are you doing? Well, Look, well, I, I told you I could throw some blocks. <laughs> well, I I think he just looks at Pete and just goes, I'm going in. I don't need you to tell me I'm going in. I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was awesome, man. It was my, uh, I, I got to call him a zero of the week because he can't do that. But uh, uh, he made me laugh and it was, one of those super funny moments that happens every once in a while in, in, in football. Um, uh, some of the other um, honorable mentions I want to give is, man, one-handed catches are just becoming so phenomenal in the league here. Uh, that David Njoku catch in the back of the end zone for the Browns, like that was amazing, amazing grab. Uh, Brissett just threw a laser. And I don't know how Njoku brought that down. That was one of the best catches I've ever seen. Yeah, he he snatched that out of the air, and it didn't move once he caught it. You know, sometimes you can jump. No, man, stick a pop, and then that was it. Done. Yeah. Touchdown. Also, too, I want to say, you talk about one-handed catches, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, man, I know. I was going to mention that, too. Do you, can you believe how he made that catch? Yeah. He was, he was sideways. It was right. so far from his body. And yeah, it was yeah. right at the at the corner, and somehow he was able to scoop it in with one hand and bring it into himself. That yeah. was that was miraculous. Uh, you 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 had to watch it two or three times from different angles to actually see yeah. how he made the catch. It was incredible. Well, yeah, because at first when I was watching the play, I was like, "What are they talking about? Did he make that catch?" Like I I was I wasn't like I didn't think he made the catch. No, it didn't and then seem I was like, like he could have. It didn't yeah, seem like no. he actually even could have. Because yeah. it was right at the at the defensive player, and he was laying out. He was, you know, parallel with the ground, yeah. and somehow he reaches out far out and and brings it in. I was like, "Holy crap!" That was yeah. That was another one that was just miraculous. And he's he's famous for you know incredible oh, yeah. catches. Always has been. 
Uh, Devontae yeah. Adams has an, had an amazing one. Uh, yep. One-handed where his one hand was completely being held by the defensive player and he just cradled it, was able yep. to get it before he went went out of bounds there. That was another one that, uh, you know, just spectacular. These guys are putting on incredible and athletic, you know, feats every single week like this. But those those three stood out for me this weekend. Oh yeah, those three catches were just absolutely amazing, and and sometimes you have to, you gotta pinch yourself because you're just like, wow, these guys are just that good. I know They're that good yeah, to make these catches like that. It's so fun, and 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 it's one of the reasons why NFL is so massively popular because you've got you know such high level athletes, and uh, they can just make some of these incredible incredible catches. Uh, you see the quarterback scrambling, and then throws it and you think no way he's going to bring that down and and they do week after week uh you know we're seeing guys making 10 11 12 catches for 150 yards and and you know three or four of them are a spectacular fashion yeah 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 they're doing this and they're, and they're making it look easy making yeah. it look easy i know it's awesome yeah um okay uh we've been kind of following a format uh last little while why don't we do that as well uh, this week, uh, we'll start in the NFC East, and we'll uh, talk about the top team in the uh, in the NFL right now. Still, Eagles are um, led by Jalen Hurts, and uh, man, they had a, a absolutely incredible running attack. Uh, they were able to get a huge win over the Packers, and uh, get a you know continue up there at ten and one. And, um, man, uh, the Eagles are fun, fun, fun team to watch. I was just stunned at how good Hertz was and setting up, setting another record for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, most running yards ever by a quarterback. And they had Randall Cunningham and Michael Vick there. Um, uh, that was the most offensive rushing yards in a Philadelphia game in 74 years. And uh, they were able to just uh, have a have their way there with the Packers, uh, winning big 40-33. Uh, we talked about that Seahawks game, which was awesome. Uh, this game was um, a classic too. Uh, two powerhouses going after each other, and the Eagles uh, were able to get the win. Yeah, the Eagles were able to get the win, and obviously it was their rushing attack that led the way. Like even Sanders, twenty-one carries, hundred and forty-three yards. Two touchdowns, and you're like, oh, so he was the leading rusher? No. No, <laughs> he wasn't. No. Quarterback was. Yeah. He carries 157 yards, and then another 153 yards with two touchdowns through the air. Like, yeah, man, the Eagles, Eagles are for real. Yeah. They're for real, man. They're, 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 they are the real deal. This real team is amazing, amazing, amazing. And, you know, most defenses have been – really trying to stop the passing attack and rushing attack has become a secondary option for most offenses. So defenses are, you know, starting to get the guys in place that'll can stop the pass. And if a team can rush the ball this well, uh, look out. I I think Super Bowl bound and, you know, they could have another Super Bowl in Philly very easily this year with the rushing attack that amazing. Yeah, I I agree with you because, like what? There's no. I don't think there's any other team that runs the ball better than they do. Their rushing attack is just exemplary. It's second to none, and they're consistent. 
every week it's like this. Yeah. Every week, man. So 300, I 363 yards rushing. I don't yeah. ever remember seeing a game like that. Uh, that yeah. is just absolutely amazing and phenomenal. And like you say, Sanders had a career day, you know, 143 yards and a couple TDs, but uh, Hertz, <laughs> Hertz uh, surpassed them, you know, and, and uh, they got AJ Brown, they got Devonte Smith. So uh, if the teams start going, okay, well, we got to stop this rushing attack. Let's put everybody yeah. in the box in the and box. stop them. Then, you know, then he's got Devonte and AJ out there. Uh, they're going to have, uh, you know, career games coming up too. Cause after this game, most uh, defensive coordinators are going to be like, holy crap, we got to get everybody in the middle and stop this run. And, uh, you know, look out for both those guys in the passing attack now. <laughs> They're going to have a field day because the, the defense won't be covering them. No, no, because how can they? Like, you're just going to have one-on-one -on -one coverages on some of the best receivers in the league? Yeah, no, they're just going to eat them. They're going to eat those defensive backs for dinner. They're just going to yeah. be like, oh, this is great. This is it's awesome. Good. It's absolutely amazing, and uh, look out. Um, okay, on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Packers 4-8, and eight, and really looking like they are out of the playoff mix this year. Um, Rodgers got hurt, had a rib injury. He's been dealing with some injuries this year, and he said he was in a ton of pain. He just could not uh, function. So Jordan Love finally had his first extended play of this year and uh and looked good uh you know came in on uh i think 11 plays he was able to get uh 10 points was mm -hmm. able to um yeah generate this offense and is it time to uh give love the the ball and uh say run with it i think so i i think so. like i honestly think so i think it's i think it's probably best that the packers just put rogers down and just sit him down because he is hurt and it was significant enough where he couldn't continue playing the game. So, and also too, at some point in time, they're going to have to figure out what do we have with this guy? Because Rogers is not going to play forever. Yeah. And you do. And you did draft this guy for a reason. So you might as well see what you got. Yeah. Rogers yeah. says he doesn't want to sit down until they're mathematically eliminated, but oh, come on. four and eight, uh, you know, this four. team's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, Jordan Love's just been riding the bench for the last couple seasons after being drafted. Uh, you know, Rodgers is amazing and phenomenal, but uh, I think it's time. I think they might as well uh, see what Love has, uh, get him the first team snaps all in all in practice this week, and and give him an opportunity and let him let him run the show. I think, you know, I I think they have an opportunity. Uh, they're going to Chicago. Chicago is massively banged up. Uh, oh, yeah. Fields is out. Darnell Mooney just they found out this uh, today that he's out for the season. They lost their safety, Eddie Jackson. Uh, they're not going anywhere. I think it's perfect to have Love come in and uh, yeah, get an opportunity to generate this offense and uh, see what he's got. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I understand what Rogers is saying is mathematically out. Come on, man. You are out. You're out. Four and eight. Yeah. You're you're not pulling off a miracle just like winning the rest of your games. That is not going to happen. So no. No, it's not. No. Um, okay, so uh Philly hosts the Titans, 10 a.m. The Packers go to Chicago. Also, the, the early window, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh Cowboys 
keeping pace with the Eagles, even though, uh, yeah, they're still a bit behind. But uh, they had a victory on Thanksgiving Day, beating their division rival, the Giants, 28-20. Um, they were they were really using uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, and Pollard really well. Uh, great, great games by both guys. C.D. Lamb had another good game. And uh, Dalton Schmidt, uh, Dalton Schultz had two TD catches. Uh, Mike Parsons, brutal, great, uh, great game, couple sacks. And uh, yeah, Cowboys, um, yeah, they're for real and uh, looking to lock up one of those wild card spots for sure. Yeah, and I don't know, like in this game, it just seemed apparent to me that the Cowboys had more options on scoring than the Giants. Like, like the Giants, if if one of their guys is not going. Then they they can't beat you, like with Saquon Barkley when they shut him down, because yeah. he only had eleven carries, thirty nine yards, one touchdown. But if they shut him down like that, it makes it really hard for the Giants to win games. Yeah, yeah. and that's what it seemed very very apparent. To me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zeke, uh, as I said, uh, yeah, one of the best games of the season for him. Uh, had a touchdown, ninety two yards. Uh, Dak looked good, uh, threw a couple picks, but uh, yeah, uh, was able to. Uh, generate the offense they needed. As I said, Schultz, the tight end, got a couple touchdowns, but CD was uh, moving the sticks and and uh, got over 100 yards. Um, yeah, Dallas, I think all four teams in this division actually have a really, really good shot at uh, making the playoffs. I know they're going to fight each other. They're going to all play each other twice, but um, yeah, they're all over 500 comfortably. And, and uh, yeah, the Cowboys... Definitely look like the second best team in this division, but um, yeah, they they seem like uh, they're destined for the playoffs and and probably a long run. Yeah, I, I would say so, and I think uh, the Cowboys right now have the number one defense in the NFL. Like yeah. they're the best, and Micah Parsons is unbelievable. <laughs> that guy, that guy, he's a beast. He's, yeah, he is an absolute beast. It's amazing to watch him play. Um, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, Dallas hosts the Colts. Uh, Colts just lost 24 17. It's in final now. Uh, Steelers go to four and seven. Colts go to four, seven, and one. Um, Colts played great in that second half, but uh, their, their first half uh, was terrible and they couldn't make up for it. Um, and also in the NFC East division, uh, Giants, they'll host the Commanders. Uh, so that's a battle for third place in the division. Giants are seven and four, and the Commanders are seven and five. Um, Washington, they won their third straight, 19 uh, 13 over Atlanta. Heineke did just enough to get the win through a couple TD passes. Um, Brian Robinson uh, looked good, had a great day. And um, Falcons, just a very average day, only got one. TD on the entire day and um yeah it's amazing uh this this east division has been pretty poor for the last few years but this year uh, all four teams are uh, yeah destined for the playoffs it sure looks like yeah it yeah definitely all four teams destined for the playoffs that's what it looks like yeah and I'm again like I said before I'm just impressed with Heineke yeah dude just figures out a way to win these games you know, like he he just figures out a way to win these games, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, like to a certain extent, Heineke actually reminds me of Jimmy Garoppolo. Nice. He's, he's kind of like a quarterback like that, where he just 
mm-hmm. figures out a way to win. And it, it might not be flashy or high scoring. He's going to get you that W. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he sure is. And uh, Brian Robinson, don't know too much about Brian Robinson, but uh, had a great game, 105 yards on the ground and another 20 yards through the air with a touchdown catching. Um, great game for him. And, and um, yeah, Washington, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty solid. And as I said, um, they will uh, play the commanders. They're going to go to the Meadowlands to play the Giants this weekend. Um, Atlanta. Uh, host the Steelers, who just got the victory there. Um, okay, why don't we uh, switch now to the NFC West. Um, the leader of the division is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, their defense. Uh, we talked about the Cowboys' defense now. Uh, the Niners' defense. Uh, they are uh, right neck and neck with them. This was an amazing display of superiority on defense, uh, got, getting the shutout. This was the first shutout of the Saints in 332 games going back to 2001. Uh, that was the longest streak in the NFL. And, uh, man, wow, this team, they can shut people shut people out and shut people down. Oh, yeah, they, they shut them down. And Garoppolo didn't even have to do much. He was like, ah, oh, just. I just got to score a little bit, just a little. And yeah. well, and he did score a little, 13 yeah. points. And Garoppolo, he actually had a good game, 26 to 37, 222 yards, one touchdown. Um, but, you know, I, I look at their team, especially on offense, and then you look at how well their defense is playing. They're pretty complete. Yeah. They're pretty complete. They, yeah. they, they're, they're like, you you go up against 49ers if, when they get hits the playoffs, that might not be a team you want to play. Yeah, no, they're they're looking pretty amazing, just incredible. Um, during this four game win streak, they have not allowed any points in the second half. Not <laughs> any points in the second half. You're gonna win uh, most games uh, if you shut teams down in that second half. Um, they are the third seed in the NFC at seven and four. But holy, yeah, you do not want to face the, this defense and with Christian McCaffrey. And all the offensive weapons they have now, uh, pick your poison. <laughs> you just, yeah. holy cow, it's gonna be uh, awesome. At the top of the NFC, there are some incredible teams. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely, definitely. And the 49ers seem to be hitting their stride right now, especially the defense. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that happened, unfortunately, to the Niners was Elijah Mitchell was uh, placed on the injured reserve for the second time this year. Uh, he's got a serious knee injury that uh, they say requires surgery. He's going to miss six to eight weeks. Um, tough tough for him. Uh, injured in the season opener, missed the first seven games, came back on November 12th, had a couple games in, and uh, back on the shelf. Uh, he set the 49ers rookie record last year with 963 rushing yards. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to be out until the playoffs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a blow. Uh, they're, I'm sure they're very happy now, even happier that they went and got McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, um, getting, getting that guy period is just going to make your team better. Sucks that Mitchell went down with an injury, but hopefully, um, he'll be available at some point in time 
uh, once the 49ers make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 49ers host the Dolphins in the late window Sunday. That's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to that battle. Uh, and then the Saints, uh, they go to Tampa Bay to play the Bucks, and that's the Monday nighter, one week from tonight. So um, that'll be fun to watch and break down a little bit. Uh, Seahawks, uh, we mentioned them early in the show there. Uh, let's talk about them a little bit. Um, they sit second place in the West. Uh, that was definitely one of the games of the week. 40-34 in overtime for the Raiders. Uh, as I mentioned, Jacobs was incredible. But uh, Geno Smith still looking fantastic, super accurate, uh, finding his targets all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the running attack. Kenneth Walker looked great. Um, this team is fun to watch, and uh, that was – that was a hell of a battle. Uh, Seahawks easily could have won this game, uh, except for Jacobs just being able to, you know, run up the yards like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jacobs was the man possessed, and uh, the Seattle defense couldn't find a way to stop him, which is what obviously led to the Raiders' win. But you know what? Seattle's like Metcalf had a great game, eleven receptions, ninety yards. Lockett had a great game, three receptions, sixty-eight yards, and a touchdown. You know, like Seahawks are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. That rookie class that they have. Um, I wanted to, uh, I actually saw a stat that talked about uh, some of the rookies leading categories in, in many defensive and offensive numbers. Uh, I, I failed to uh, find that stat and get it all together for the podcast, but uh, I want to feature it uh, soon because uh, they had the best rookie class, I think in the NFL uh, they were much maligned for poor scouting and and having some draft picks that didn't pan out over the last few years. But uh, this year, for some reason, they were able to get a really, really high class. And it helped uh, having uh, these guys come in, fill some very important roles and uh, help this team do, do, you know, have a great season, unexpected season to, uh, for to many of the pundits. Oh, yeah. No, very unexpected. But you know what? <laughs> Every once in a while, you get it right. Yeah. It looks like this is the year that Seahawks got it right. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah. Uh, the, the Seahawks go to L.A. to play the Rams in the uh, late window, 105 start Pacific time. Uh, and the Raiders host the Chargers, which should be a great battle. Uh, 125 kickoff for that one. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, uh, man, they came back and had a huge win. Saved their season probably with a, a very late touchdown, uh, about 14, 15, 14, 15 seconds left on the clock. They got a TD um, from Eckler and then got a two-pointer. They went for the two-pointer to get the victory instead of tying it and go, trying the, their luck in overtime. Uh, big call by Brown and Staley. Great uh, move by Herbert. And uh, they got they got a win that they really, really, really needed. Yeah, got a win that they really needed. Um, Herbert was my hero okay. uh, because of what he was able to do in those in that final minute. Like, nice. like that was that was him. 35, yeah. 47, 274 yards, three TDs, no picks, no, no picks. Yeah. And that was very, very important for their win in this game. And yeah, that like. I was surprised, honestly, that they were gonna they're going for two. Yeah. It's not gonna still go for the safe bet and just go into overtime. Oh, I, I liked it. I go, oh, that's gutsy. Yeah. Hopefully 
he's off. <laughs> yeah, it was super gutsy. It happened in another game we'll talk about a little bit later, too. Uh, it's about the same amount of time on the clock, but uh, very gutsy, but uh, huge. Uh, I think, you know, Staley looked at the team and realized that they uh, had the weapons. They just had to make the right call. Gerald Everett is a very, very talented uh, tight end, and he was able to find him for that two-point convert. And, um, yeah, to get the the big victory uh, over the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. I hear that his job is in serious jeopardy. Uh, this team was supposed to contend this year, and um, there are four and eight on the year. Uh, kind of reminding me of how the Packers were supposed to contend and be right up there. Uh, Kyler Murray did miss a couple games, came back this game, but um, yeah, I think Cliff, Kins- Cliff Kingsbury will be looking for another job very soon. I think uh, he's, his head's on the chopping block. Yeah, I, I'd say so, and it doesn't help when your your quarterback throws you under the bus, which is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, like the formula and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, so you're just going to throw the head coach under the bus, eh? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see if a marriage made in heaven there, and I don't see it happening uh, much longer. It's um it's too bad, but uh yeah, it it's um it, it's not working there. That's for sure. It has not been looking good. Uh, luckily the Cardinals have a bye next game. Uh, they play next on December twelfth, uh, late five fifteen kickoff. And as as I mentioned, the Chargers go to Vegas to play the Raiders. At 125. So um closing out the NFC West, the Rams, another team that uh was expected to be much better than they are. Uh this this team's done. You said it, I think last week you said when Cooper Cup went down. Oh, yeah, uh, you can count these guys out. Uh now Matthew Stafford is out, and uh Aaron Donald got a, a high ankle sprain in this game, is out a few weeks. Uh, this team is totally done. I expected this actually to be even more of a blowout. I thought the Chiefs were going to put up 50 points on them. Uh, maybe they took it easy on them because they knew. But uh, this was 26-10, a lot closer than expected. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot closer than expected. Um, Rams had this Perkins dude. And every time I, I heard his name, I kept thinking it was a big smooth Sam Perkins. Oh, nice. And I'm like, love sam perkins oh man maybe they're related we should try to find out that's what i was thinking too because i'm like i wonder i wonder big smooth is his uncle or something like that and that'd be cool that'd be awesome but anyway but Mahomes, ah you know just a pedestrian 27 to 42 320 yards one touchdown one interception and you know as long as it's a win and it was (laughs) yeah yeah, one of those. Yeah, he I mean he puts up 300 yards just in his sleep. Doesn't even have to try. And yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, I, I did. I was actually fairly impressed with Bryce Perkins, especially. Uh, he's a running quarterback as well. Uh, he was able to get out in space and get himself, uh, you know, a few yards there. Uh, threw a couple picks that really hurt hurt him and was you know probably one of the biggest differences. But uh, yeah, I think he was. Probably thrown into the mix a little bit before he was ready, but uh, this is another guy that, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him. It looks like Stafford's out for another week or two, so um, yeah, maybe he'll, he'll get more of an opportunity to practice with the first team 
And uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll see a guy that uh, could, you know, potentially go somewhere else that uh, you know he might might be featured. Yeah, exactly. Like I I saw good things from him in yeah. that game where I was like, oh, he might have something. But we, obviously, we need to see more. We need to oh. we need to see a bigger sample size than what he's been given so far. So um, if if Stafford's going to be out for probably the foreseeable next game and maybe even the game after that. Yeah, well, I guess we're going to see more of them. We're going to see more of them. Yep. Um, as I mentioned, the Rams host the Seahawks and the Chiefs uh, go to Cincy to play the Bengals. That's a uh, late kickoff, one twenty-five on Sunday Pacific time. Um, okay, uh, NFC North uh, Vikings remain on top with a nine and two record. They beat the Patriots also on Thanksgiving. Kirk Cousins was great. Uh, Hawkinson was. Pretty good, and Jefferson uh, was massive. Another incredible game from him, 139 yards and a touchdown on nine catches. Um, Dalvin Cook was held in check. He uh, he had 26 touches but only 56 yards, so uh, Patriots held him back. Um, Patriots uh, played quite well. This was a t- close, closer game than I expected. Uh, Mac Jones, I think he had a career numbers, 300 and 82 yards passing, uh, a couple touchdowns. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that from Mac Jones on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, no, he, he played exceptionally well. But the one thing that I I expected from all the Thursday Thanksgiving games, that one or two of the games would be absolute blowouts. Yeah. And that is not what happened. No. I was super impressed with the games. I'm like, oh. Yeah, every, everybody coming out here to play today. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is good. This is good. Yeah, and, nice. yeah, and like you said, Cousins was awesome. 30 and 37, 299 yards, two touchdowns, just one pick, and then Jefferson was just his usual superhero self. Like, you know, like that. I, I He's he's right up there. He, he's got to be top three of receivers in the NFL right now. Yeah. He cool. is that extremely talented. Oh, man, he is amazing. You, you just have to throw the ball up, and he's bringing it down. Yeah, he's uh, – He's, you know, starting to better Randy Moss's numbers. He's starting to, you know, get, uh, you know, numbers in those first three seasons of his career that uh, only the legends had. And, yeah, I, I I think this guy is, you know, one, two, three right there. You can sort of interchange, uh, you know, probably DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and, and, yeah. and him. I think those three, uh, you know, are the elite of the elite. And, and um, yeah, the Vikings must be thrilled that, they were able to replace Stefan Diggs with Justin Jefferson. Incredible. Yeah. And and we're talking about Stefan Diggs. He's really good as well. <laughs> and then they managed to find this guy. And it's like, you know, a lot of people thought that that trade was a mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, what about this kid? Justin Jefferson. I wonder if he's any, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Really good. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and as I said, uh, Vikings are on top of the nine and two record. Uh, Patriots still on the hunt for a playoff spot, and, and they are six and five. Uh, they are in tough though. They play the rival Buffalo Bills on Thursday uh, this week, so that will be um, a tough test for the Patriots. Uh, Vikings host the New York Jets, and uh, we'll talk about the Jets a little later. Um, as I said, Mike White. Uh, had a great game uh, replacing Zach Wilson, and we'll see. Uh, in the uh, NFC North, Lions sit second in the 
North, but uh, they fell to four and seven. Uh, that was the Thanksgiving, uh, the other Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, they lost to the Bills 28-25. Tight game. Didn't Like you said, uh, we expected some blowouts. I expected this one to be a blowout, but um, Josh Allen had a big day. Isaiah McKenzie and Stephon Diggs had touchdowns. Devin Singletary looked great, but um, yeah, Detroit was able to hang with them and uh, almost pull out the win. Yeah, Detroit was able to hang with them, almost pulled out the win. Goff had a great game, uh, 23, 23 of 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns. And the one thing that I noticed is that the Lions' defense didn't actually fail them. Yeah. Because it could have, it, it just could have been ugly. They could have been a complete blowout. But it, they, they, they held on, and they gave the offense a chance to win this game. Yeah. But at the same time, Allen willed his team to win because he was playing hurt, and yeah. he still ran the ball and got, was taking hits. Amazing. And I was, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like sliding. He definitely he just uh, wants to hurt guys and, and, and punish them when he's running across. Uh, you know, was able to get – 78 yards and a touchdown on the ground and uh yeah he's banged up so um yeah he's he's uh he's a warrior and uh yeah hopefully uh his warrior mentality and spirit doesn't get him hurt but um yeah that that was a gutsy performance by him yeah very gutsy performance and then also too but him finding his uh favorite target at the end digs yeah. uh for that touchdown right there that was that was big time it was yeah. big time yeah, that was massive. Uh, I'm really impressed with this Almont Raw St. Brown. Uh, huge game, 122 yards through the air and a touchdown. Uh, even had a rushing attempt. And uh, Jamal Williams, another great game, uh, touchdown by them. And uh, poor Lions, uh, four and seven. But uh, we've said it a few times, um, looking like they're they've turned this corner. And uh, this is going to be a fun team to watch for years to come. I think look out playoffs. Uh, maybe not next year, but uh, very soon, I think uh, this team is rounding into form. Yeah, and they got a head coach that they actually like. They play hard for, yeah. and and he coaches them up well. And he cries because he cares. He cries so much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen too many tears from Campbell this year, but uh, yeah, he definitely cried a lot last year. That made me laugh every time I saw it. It was hilarious. Uh, Lions host the Jags in the early window. And I, as I mentioned earlier, the Bills play in the Sunday nighter in New England. So uh, the Packers sit uh, third in the north, four and eight. We we mentioned them uh, losing to the Eagles. And uh, the Bears sit last in the north. Uh, Chicago is decimated with injuries right now. Justin Fields is out. Uh, they have no defense at all. Uh, it is ugly there. But, uh, oh, yeah, and Darnell Mooney out for the season, under uh, has to undergo ankle surgery. Uh, their safety, Eddie Jackson's out with a foot injury. And, um, yeah, with fields out, uh, tough, tough sledding for the for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, that tough sledding. They're just getting decimated by injuries. So, yeah, they're not going too much farther now. No. Um, yeah. So Zach Wilson, uh, has to sit, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's young. I think he's got a future ahead of him, but, uh, he was a little overmatched this year. Uh, Mike White came in and, uh, what a game he had, uh, very, 
accurate, uh, 315 yards passing, three touchdowns. And, um, yeah, he, he generated a, a really good victory for the Jets, 31 to 10. Yeah. Um, he did what Zach Wilson should be doing. Yeah. That, that's actually what he did. Winning games, looking like a professional quarterback, you know, like, just, and just, just getting it done. And, uh, Wilson had a great game. Uh, the receiver, five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. And, you know, the Jets obviously beat a very depleted Bears team, but they beat them. Yeah. They beat a team that they should. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Garrett Wilson's looking great. Uh, amazing uh, catches, a uh, couple touchdowns. And, and um, yeah, the Jets, uh, yeah, I think uh, surprised a lot of people. Having a having a decent year and seven and four in that AFC East looking uh, looking pretty solid. Uh, okay, we finish NFC South. Uh, all four teams under five hundred. Uh, Bucks leading the way, uh, five and six. And um, but they uh, they lost in overtime to Cleveland. Um, this is this is not the Bucks team that uh, Tom Brady joined. That first year, this is definitely a team that just, just does not really know how to how to win. And uh, they, Cleveland gave them all the chances in the world to win this game, and they weren't able to. And, um, yeah, I, I mentioned that catch by Njoku. Uh, Nick oh. Chubb looked great as always. And, um, yeah, big, big, big victory for, their, for Cleveland over Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, big victory. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. Nick Chubb's one. Of, he's my favorite running back. I love watching that guy. I love watching him play. Nice. 26 carries, 116 yards, one touchdown. He was awesome. Uh, in Juku <laughs> with that ridiculous catch. That catch was just utterly ridiculous. I love that catch. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and, and Brady wasn't bad. It wasn't no. bad. But I, 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 I gotta say. I think there's a real problem with trotting the old man out and having him pass for 40 attempts every game. I know. There's yeah, no balance to their attack. No, they have no running attack, and it's crazy. Uh, it's it's weird. Um, they, they should not be relying on the old man to throw that much. He's going to yeah. set records for the most attempts in a season. It's insane. Yeah, which is is absolutely insane. You know, like I know he has a golden arm and everything, but. It's very apparent to me that he needs balance for them to win games, and they they haven't had it all season thus far. They have not, no. Uh, I saw this amazing graphic that came up uh, during that game. Uh, Nick Chubb is second all-time in rushing average. He averages 5.3 yards per rush his entire career. This is um this is all running backs with over a thousand rushes. Uh Jamal Charles leads the way with 5.38. Uh right behind Chubb is Jim Brown, 5.22, and Barry Sanders, 4.99. So uh look at that elite company that Chubb's in. Uh yeah, a little bit ahead of Brown and Sanders, two of the greatest running backs to ever exist. Yeah, you're talking about two Hall of Famers. So I you know, as long as his current trajectory he keeps playing up to the level that he can, that's a future Hall of Famer right there, my friend. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Uh, lots of talk around Cleveland about this game, but uh, all of a sudden everything shifts now to Jacoby Brissett taking a seat and Deshaun Watson starting. Uh, he will finally get to play this coming week as his suspension's coming to an end. Uh, 11 game suspension, $5 million fine. Uh, many things that he had to do to get himself back on the field. And uh, his return date will mark 700 days since he last played in a regular season game, January 3rd, 2021. Um, I, I, I'm pretty upset about what he did and how sort of it becomes a, a slap on the wrist. And not really, uh, you know, a lot of um, pain inflicted on him for all the pain that he inflicted on the women that he uh, had sexual assault and misconduct charges against. Um, I'm not going to be cheering for this guy. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if he. If it's going to take a while for me to forgive this guy uh, for what he's done. Um, I can't believe the Browns handed him $230 million in guaranteed money. And uh, I don't know. He's He's been in the facility for the last month practicing with the team. He should he probably will play pretty good right out of the shoot. But uh, what do you think we're going to see? Uh, he's going to be rusty. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it's going to take him a while to round into form, so to speak. But uh, I'll tell you this much. That, did, if that guy does any other wrongdoing, any other wrongdoing, he's out of the league. Right. He's out, like he'll he's definitely out. Yeah. So hopefully he learned his lesson. Hopefully he mended his ways. You know, like he, he got his second chance. This is it. Yeah. And and also too, oddly enough, the Browns came to his rescue and gave him a whole ton of money to figure out his problems. Yeah. Right. No. So you know, and you could say to a certain extent, yeah, they were kind of complicit in that too as well, which is problematic. Yeah, so, not great. Definitely <laughs> not great. Not great. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how much uh, the settlements uh, cost him. Uh, he settled with almost every one of the complainants, and usually when they they settle, they don't uh, disclose the money figures. But you know, yes, it definitely. Uh, would have cost him some money, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough for a guy that um, uh, was that reckless and you know uh, causing that much grief in his community. Uh, I'm shocked that uh, Cleveland would give uh, three first round draft picks and 230 million guaranteed, the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history, to a guy that uh, hasn't demonstrated very smart thinking and uh, you know just a reckless attitude. Yeah, but, but I'm sure too that they're just gonna they're gonna be keeping him on a very very tight short leash. Yeah. They're gonna be watching him like the Browns should be watching him like a hawk at all times. Rolling. For, for as long as he wears a Browns uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um Cleveland goes to Houston. Uh Houston worst team in the league should be uh, you know no problem pro- probably getting a, a win. But uh, as you say, yeah, he's going to be rusty but um yeah we'll see how it all pans out uh tampa bay hosts the saints and that's the monday nighter as i mentioned a little earlier uh i mentioned atlanta uh, they sit second in the south 
they lost to the Commanders. Now they're at five and seven. Uh, the Panthers sit third at four and eight. Um, they beat the Broncos 23-10. Sam Darnold was decent. DJ Moore was great. Uh, Deontay Foreman was awesome. And uh, this team got another win uh, with a new coach. Uh, even Canadian Chuba Hubbard contributed with 65 yards on the ground. Uh, this puts another nail in the coffin of the Broncos and um, possibly the end of Nathaniel Hackett's uh, tenure as a quarterback, uh, as the uh, head coach there. And uh, I think they're um, having buyer's remorse going for Russell Wilson and uh, getting him in, in place here because uh, this team's offensive performance this year has been so pathetic, unbelievable, just reaching new lows in Broncos organization history. Uh, this is this is a team that is in complete chaos and disarray. The Broncos defense is really good. Yeah. Here's a stat. Here's a stat that I heard. Nice. Which I, 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 my jaw kind of dropped because I'm like, are you, you got to be kidding me. If the Broncos could just average or score at least 20 points per game, I believe would, they would be eight and two. Wow. Unreal. Eight and two. You're just, we're talking 20 points. 20 points. That's not a lot. This, this is, you, you can't even do that. Jeez. You can't score 20 points with Russell Wilson again. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. So and that's just that, that 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 told me a lot. That told me exactly where they are. Now with a new head coach, because obviously Nathaniel Hackett, you gotta get rid of that guy. I'm sorry. You 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 failed. You failed yeah. miserably. And spectacularly. So, yes. so maybe with a new head coach, maybe Wilson can find his 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 mojo again, but it I'm sorry, but that thing is dead this year. Yeah. He's done. Yeah, so done. Crazy. Yeah, Broncos play the Ravens. Uh, another loss there. And, um, yeah, Panthers go to Seattle. Uh, that is uh, – oh, that's they, – they get a bye this week, and then they go to Seattle for the 11th um, to play them. Uh, okay, let's just uh, get into the AFC. Uh, let's talk about the AFC East to start with. Um, the Dolphins are sitting on top eight and three. Um, they had a, a easy time of it with the Texans as, as everybody does, but, um, amazing numbers in that first half, they were up 30 to nothing, uh, 287 yards for Tua in that first half. And, uh, they kind of just shut it down in that second half. Most of the starters just didn't even bother playing. Uh, Texans got a couple of TDs late, but, um, uh yeah, Dolphins are are great and uh yeah, still rolling along. Uh top of the division at 8 and 3, pretty impressive. Very impressive. I love the fact that the Dolphins go or probably the head coach probably said, "Okay, guys, listen. We're just going to score a ton of points in the first half. And then the rest of you can just take the night off." <laughs> what do you say? And everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, 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 we're going to do that, coach." No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm was, sorry. Was, like everybody yeah. in the NFL must look at the text and be like, ooh, well, that's a good one. I'm gonna be able to rest half of that game. <laughs> yeah, no, it must be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a smoke show. They just crushed them in that first half. And I was thinking, oh man, historic numbers for the Dolphins here. Already piled up about 300 yards in the first half, but 
uh yeah they they decided nah let's not bother we'll just rest them and yeah easily coast in with the victory uh wilson's great hill and waddle uh you know he's got the weapons there defense is good yeah this this team's just still rolling along yeah you're just rolling along uh two is still super accurate you know 22 36 299 yards touchdown yeah yeah easy easy win for the dolphins easy win Texans, uh, yeah, just worst team in football by far. Um, really good in line to get that number one overall draft pick. And, um, yeah, we, we knew this was happening when they made that uh, horrible uh, <laughs> move to getting DeAndre Hopkins out of there. We knew this thing was going to blow up in their face, and uh, it's just it's embarrassingly bad there right now. Uh, they better uh, do as good a job as the Seahawks did drafting this past uh, off season and turn this thing around. Cause uh, it, it, it's ugly there. And uh, yeah, they might not even win two games this season. It doesn't look like it. I was going to say that it, it, it doesn't look like it. The, the feel of the team definitely doesn't feel like it. Like, it's just like, Oh, well, you know what? We are bad. Yeah. I'm just going to stay down here for a while. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned, uh, they host Cleveland on the weekend. Uh, Dolphers go to the 49ers, which is going to be a hell of a battle. As I mentioned earlier, um, I'm looking forward to that game. I think that's going to be one of the games of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Yeah, that's definitely one that I'm circling on the calendar. Um, okay, the rest of the AFC East, uh, we've mentioned the games already. The Bills sit at eight and three. The Jets are third place, seven and four, and the Patriots six and five. So uh, it looks like the East in both the NFC and the AFC. All four teams really have legitimate shots at the playoffs, and the Southern teams uh, not probably making it except the division winner. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how the, the mighty teams are in the East. Uh, makes me kind of wish I was living in New York, uh, somewhere around there, be able to catch uh, some of the top teams in football week after week. Well, yeah, because and then also, too, being able to cheer for your teams because <laughs> – Come on, man. Who who would have thought that the Jets? 7-4? Really? Oh, okay. All right. You know, like, yeah. some of the teams are kind of surprising by how good they've been. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, we mentioned the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs are on top at 9-2. and two. The Chargers sit in second with their big win. They are 6-5. and five. Raiders sit at 4-7. and seven, And Broncos last at 3-8. and eight. Uh, AFC North has the Ravens in first at seven and four, even though they uh, blew this game against the Jags. Um, this was probably Trevor Lawrence's best game of his career. Uh, this was the other game that I mentioned earlier that came down to that two point conversion. They decided to go for two points with 14 seconds left on the clock and uh, they got the, the victory there. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Trevor Trevor Lawrence uh, uh, really uh, might have turned a corner with this this big victory that they do. And Ravens, in their four losses, all four games, they were up by double-digit leads and blew it. Uh, it's crazy how, um, yeah, they're, they're still an awesome team, but uh, four losses, uh, they were up by, uh, I think I think, two touchdowns on all four of those games at some point. Yeah, and that is not good. That's a that's a very telling stat. 
Because it tells me that against very good teams, the Ravens can't hold on to leads. Yeah. They can't do it. Or even against Jags are not a good team, but they fought them every step of the way to get that win. And yeah. I, I agree with you with what you said. Like Lawrence was 29 to 37, 3 to 21 yards, three touchdowns. And his favorite guy was Mr. Jones, 11 receptions, 145 yards. Yeah. He had a huge game. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely is a turning point game for Trevor Lawrence. I think that he can only build off this, and it's super positive. Um, Lamar Jackson decided to take to Twitter after the game. Uh, someone, did you hear about this? No. Okay. No. Well, someone posted something on Twitter that um, Lamar didn't like. Uh, this is this isn't word for word, but this is the gist of what this guy said. Uh, when someone is asking for over 250 million guaranteed, like he is, uh, games like this should not come down to Justin Tucker with a 63-yard field goal. Uh, let Lamar go, and we'll spend that money on more well-rounded team. Uh, Lamar got really pissed off about that and sent out a tweet. Uh, this is what he basically said: uh, "Boy." STFU, <laughs> you all be capping too much on this app, MFR. Uh, never <laughs> smelt a football field, have you? Never did shit. Eat a, uh, eat a D and uh, bleep bleep. And uh, I think uh, he took it down a little bit after he posted it, but he might get in a little bit of trouble for. Uh, responding to this troll this way and uh telling him off it was it, it, he shouldn't be on twitter and and look after a bad loss no no because it, it doesn't help you're already heated because you lost and yeah he's gonna provoke you that's what fans do some of them are really good at it too <laughs> you know like i i gotta tell you i think what most like sports athletes should do during the season Turn the thing off. Turn them off. Yeah. Just, just turn it off because yeah. it's like, even if you're good, it's great to get praise. But if you're bad, just the one game, you're just gonna get heat. You're just gonna get it. So yeah. why even have it on? Yeah. Because if you if you're not aware, if you don't look at it all the time, it just doesn't affect you. No, it doesn't affect you. You don't even know. Yeah, it won't, even, it won't even bother you. Yeah. So yeah, I. I think they should all be told that, you know, stay off of it. And yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, he definitely was mad. Uh, I said 63 yard field goals are actually a 67 yard field goal, which is, you know, not uh, not easy. Justin Tucker is an amazing kicker, but that was a little, little too far. And um, yeah, I guess the Ravens fans were upset. But Lamar Jackson, you know, one of the best players in the league. You can't fault him for for any kind of losses. Lamar Jackson, 16 to 32, 254 yards, one touchdown, 14 carries, 89 yards. Okay, come, like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. So what, what this troll actually said is, I think we can get somebody better at quarterback. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get, buddy? Yeah. Who, like, who would you like to have? Because yeah. everybody that could potentially be better than him, they're not letting go of that guy. No, he's not going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for Lamar. Uh, hopefully, he can stay off Twitter and uh, any of those social media platforms because, yeah, they yeah. shouldn't. He shouldn't let guys like that get to him. 
Um, as I said earlier, Ravens host the Broncos early window, and the Jags go to Detroit uh, early window too. Uh, the Bengals kept pace with Baltimore with their seventh win. Uh, they beat the Titans 2016. Burrow was good. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan was great. And um, T. Higgins was awesome. Uh, the Titans, they, they, were, they were able to shut down Derrick Henry for the most part. He was stuffed on the ground. He did get some yardage through the year, and that was key. Uh, he, he had uh, 17 carries for only 38 yards. That's only 2.2 yards per rush for one of the most dominant backs in the league. And that was the key, I think, to getting this one. Yeah, that, that was definitely the key. Yeah, the, the Bengals stopping Derrick Henry, stuffing the run was key to their victory because, you know, the Titans just couldn't generate that much offense. 16 points. And the Bengals didn't generate that much offense either. It was just 20 points, but it was enough to get them to win. And uh, P. Ryan was great in, in, in lieu of uh, Mixon's injury. So he played fantastic. And unfortunately, the Titans just didn't have enough. Yeah. to get over uh, against the Bengals. Um, Titans only got their touchdown when uh, Derrick Henry got stripped as he was running towards the yes. end, zone, end zone. He got stripped. Uh, it, the ball f- fell into the end zone, and Traylon Burks jumped on it. Uh, so nobody really got credit in the stats when you look at it for the touchdown, but Burks was able to get that. Um, the Titans have been distracted recently. Their offensive coordinator – um, Todd Down was arrested. Uh, he uh, was arrested for speeding and DUI. Mm-hmm. And uh, looks like he'll be um, probably facing some discipline and uh, could be a big distraction for this team. Uh, not not good to see your offensive coordinator um, yeah, involved in, in, in shit like this. Yeah, no, no, you you definitely don't want to see that, and especially when he's supposed to be an example. Yeah. He's gonna he's supposed to be a leader amongst the, these young guys. Uh, that that doesn't help. It doesn't not help good. at all. No, not good. Um, and uh, the the last and the in this division in the North, uh, the Browns and the Steelers both sit at four and seven. And um, let's just uh, mention the South. Uh, we mentioned the Titans. They they sit on top of the division. They're even though they lost, uh, they're still up there easily ahead. Uh, seven and four. Uh, Colts took a loss. They're four seven and one sitting in second. Jags are four and seven, and the Texans are last uh, in the league. And um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the NFL story for Week Twelve. Yeah, that. Again, great, great week 12, great week 12, great Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Like it's were. just very entertaining, very yeah. entertaining. I, yeah. I was I was very entertained by all those games. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you were off and got it. I had to go home and PVR quickly, you know, get through them. I had three games to watch before right. I went to bed. It was, it was quite the feat, <laughs> but uh, I did it. But, uh, yeah, thoroughly entertaining games, really fun. Yeah, I I was impressed, and especially with the Bills Lions game. Like, yeah. I I wasn't expecting that game to be that close, or just to come down to the wire. And the Bills have to fight for every inch to win that game. Yeah. Uh, and again, Josh Allen super impressed. 
that he managed to keep battling like that, playing hurt like that too. Oh, it was awesome. awesome. It was super awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we uh, touch on the NBA story? There was um, there was a game yesterday by Avicha Zubac. He scored uh, 31 points on 14 of 17 from the floor, uh, hauled in 29 rebounds, including 12 offensive, three blocks and three assists as the Clippers won 114-110. He's trying to make up for the loss of both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and had one of those absolutely incredibly monster games. We, We don't see... Uh, offensive numbers like this very often no no and, and then yeah he he was a monster he was an absolute monster 29 rebounds that, like that's not easy to do <laughs> he almost had as many rebounds as points that, yeah. that's that, that's out I, I was super impressed by that i'm a little bit concerned though with the clippers yeah because my question is what is happening with Kawhi Leonard? like what yeah. what's going on there Injury prone, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, sure like, suffered so many injuries in the last few years. It's been crazy. Like, like he's in the lineup and he's out of the lineup. Like, it, it, it just hasn't been anywhere close to consistent. Like, no. nowhere close to consistent. So, whatever injury that he was dealing with, you know, last year, now going into this year, which he was supposed to, you know, hopefully have figured out, is obviously it might be a lot more serious than anybody knows. Yeah. I, I, they're sure not uh, divulging a ton of news about it, but um, no, they are not. I don't concerning. know. Uh, yeah, it's very concerning because he's missed so much time uh, since he's been in LA. It's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he really hasn't. He really hasn't played that much with Paul George, considering that they've been teammates for a while now. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was the first game where a player had. 30 points, 25 boards, and shot at least 80% from the film uh, from the field since Shaq did it in 2004. And only the third player to have 31 points, 29 boards, three blocks in a single game. Uh, he's only the third player to ever do that. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the last and since 1978. So... Uh, he even fouled out in this game. Uh, if he didn't foul out, he might even push those numbers even higher. Um, uh, yeah, just a beast. Uh, and he's usually not known for being such a beast because uh, there's a lot bigger centers out there. But um, this was this was an incredible performance. Yeah, incredible performance um, by the young man. And uh, you know what? Well deserved. He has slowly gotten better every year he's been in the league. Yeah, and like, and this is just a testament to how to how much better he's gotten. So, yeah. Um, Raptors had a huge win tonight. Uh, they were able to get uh, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, and uh, Delano Banton back in the lineup, and uh, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, the lowest defense uh, defensive uh, total for any opponent for the Raptors this year. They held them to eighty-eight points. They won 100 to 88. Uh, Pascal Siakam uh, led the way with a uh, double double. Only 30 minutes. He had 18 points and 11 boards. Uh, OG was phenomenal on defense. Uh, he held Mitchell to his lowest 
uh, point total in a long, long, long time. Eight points for Donovan Mitchell in this game. And uh, this was a f- absolute amazing performance by the Raptors um, to get a big victory over Cleveland, who's been phenomenal this year. Yeah, uh, the Cleveland has been very good. Uh, but the Raptors, they're a tough team to handle because they have length everywhere. Yeah. There's there's at no point, there's no position where they don't have length. And that will bother teams. That will bother anybody if you have that incredible amount of length and it's just everywhere. And so defensively, the Raptors will always give teams problems. Always. Always, always. You're right. Yep. Uh, Mitchell Mitchell was three from, for 11 from the field. Uh, only had one free throw, one for one on three throws, and only two assists. Uh, this game snapped a streak of 121 straight games with 10 or more points. Uh, eight points held him down. Mitchell tonight, um, great, great performance by the Raptors. And, uh, yeah, look out. Uh, I watched the um, Mavs on the weekend. I got to see them both play the Raptors and the Bucks. Uh, they have lost four in a row, and uh, they're looking in trouble. But uh, they're reportedly very, very close to signing four-time All-Star Kemba Walker to a new deal. Uh, Kemba struggled, as you know, and, and most people know. Uh, really had a problem uh, keeping healthy with knee injury troubles. Um, that uh, loss Jalen Brunson this offseason has really, really harmed them. Uh, They need someone to come in and handle the ball. Spencer Dinwiddie has been trying, but uh, I think Kemba Walker is uh, where they're hoping to turn to get him uh, to handle the ball and uh, help out. Uh, This team uh, looks a little lost right now. Yeah, um, and hopefully he's healthy enough just to spell off Luka Doncic, I, I think that's that's really what they need him to do, just to be efficient with the ball handling um, duties, and just so that Doncic can get a rest, totally. so he can get a, can get a breather. And if, if he can do that, and if he can do that effectively, I think that would alleviate a lot of the Mavs' problems. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, as I mentioned about uh, Avasta Zubac's game. Um, I noticed that this day in history, uh, November 28, 1988, uh, Magic Johnson had a phenomenal game. Uh, 32 points, 11 rebounds, and 20 assists in a win over the Sixers. There have been only three other such games in history with 30-plus points, 20-plus assists, and 10-plus rebounds. And um, that uh, there's only been three players to post them. Uh, can you name, can you name any of the others? Oh, this is going to be a big guess. Steve Nash one? No, no. Um, two guys are super famous for triple doubles. Oh, okay. Okay. So Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Cause I, I thought maybe Nash, because I know that Nash has had huge assist numbers. So that, that's, that's why I thought. Yeah. yeah that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Russell uh, Westbrook uh, did that in. Uh, 2021, uh, when he was with Washington, 35 points, 21 assists, and 14 rebounds. Oscar Robertson, probably. Oscar Robertson, yeah. The big O, 32 points, 20 assists, and 15 rebounds back in 1961. And uh, one of your favorite players in the NBA right now, 
uh, a guy that's uh, uh, we just mentioned, we just talked about. What Jalen Brunson? No, no. Luka Doncic. Yes. Yes. And he he did it also last year. Uh, thirty-one points, twenty assists, and twelve boards in a win over Washington. So, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty elite company. Pretty amazing, and yeah. um, great to see. Um, there was, uh, there's some milestones that are coming for a lot of players in this coming week. Uh, LeBron is. LeBron is chasing down a lot of legends. Um, he's he's months away from getting the all-time scoring record, but um, he needs only 20 assists to pass Magic Johnson for sixth time on the all-time assist list. Uh, he's probably about three or four games away from that. Um, the Lakers do have four games on their schedule this week, so um, he <coughs> might be able to capture that. Um, let's see. Uh, he has, oh, he's, he's about to pass Wilt Chamberlain for the most 30 point games in history. Uh, he only needs three more 30 point games to pass the legendary Wilt Chamberlain. And, um, and then, uh, I've got Kevin Durant, uh, chasing down, um, the scoring records. It looks like he's going to pass. Uh, quite a few players in the in the coming weeks. Um, he passed Kevin Garnett this past week for 18th on the all-time scoring list. Um, his next target in sight is John Havlicek. He only needs 255 points to pass him, and um, he's on pace to reach number 10 all-time. Uh, looks like he'll pass Moses Malone, who sits in the 10th overall position for most points uh in nba history so um yeah both kd and lebron uh chasing down some uh, big big names yeah the thing that's just amazing about lebron is the fact that he's going to pass magic johnson in assists what yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like i, I it's, it's shocking it's shocking yeah. Yeah, passing pass Magic Johnson and sits and passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul -Jabbar. Like, you know, yeah, like to have, wow. be able to actually be uh, ahead of both of them. It's, uh, yeah, phenomenal and shocking. And, you know, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's definitely just, uh, you know, somebody that uh, we just can't even believe what he's accomplished in his career. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, like when, when other players say, well, they, they they clearly developed LeBron in a lab. Sometimes you got to wonder, did somebody do that? <laughs> no kidding. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, no kidding. So incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay, that's it for the NBA story for me. Uh, anything else you need to mention, you want to mention? Oh, um, no, nah, just that, you know, like two of the top teams in, in the NBA right now, still like the, the Milwaukee Bucks and the and the Celtics, and they're just rolling. They're rolling. Okay. And I'm 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 very surprised with how the West is going. There's an extreme amount of parity in the West. Yeah. Like, like the amount of games that separate like one through six or seven is like one or two games. Like it, it is ridiculous. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's been super tight there all year. Yeah. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been surprised by a lot of the teams. Warriors are starting to creep up finally, but um, yeah, they've won three in a row. But 
Um, oh. yeah, so many of the teams are bunched up incredibly. Yeah, and, and the one team that I've recently been tuning into a little bit more because they're just great to watch. It's the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Sacramento Kings are just – I'm impressed, man. I'm just like – I'm watching them play, and I'm like, these guys are fun. Yeah. This is great to watch. And De'Aaron Fox is killing it so oh, far. Man. He's he's having a great year, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. killing it big time, yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, I didn't think we'd ever say that, but Kings are yeah. fun to watch right now. They are very fun. That that yeah, team, that team's got a lot of potential, and they're you know they've got a lot of young guys that are looking great. Yeah, yeah, they really do. And I, yeah, just them getting uh, Sabonis. I know that they had to give away Halliburton. I was really too keen on that, but now I'm looking at the trade and going, it works. Yeah, it really works. So, yeah, yeah. I'll give credit where credits due. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was a very controversial move because Halliburton's gonna have a great career, but um, yeah, they, they've been able to yeah make that work for them, and uh, both teams are happy. So, good on them. Um, let's finish with the UFC. Uh, we didn't have a card this past Saturday, but we do have one coming up uh, this Saturday. This is from Orlando, uh, Florida, and uh, the main event is a a striking battle's dream. Uh, we will not see any takedowns in this fight, and uh, Kevin Holland coming off his loss to Kamjet, Kamzat Chemaev, uh, almost retired, said uh, that was it for him, uh, gets a really game opponent in Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, this will be fun. I can't wait for the main event. Yeah, this is this this Stephen him fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson couldn't be. It is the most different fighter than what he just fought against Kazma Chimaya, who just wants to grapple you and take you to the ground. Where Stephen Thompson is just going to point point fight you, yeah. and it's going to be really really hard to find him with your strikes because like he's defensively very savvy, very sound, and he's just hard to hit. So. Kevin Holland is going to have to incorporate a very good game plan to track him down, cut off the octagon and trap him so that he can hit him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Uh, I, I, I think they're, they're both going to land some heavy shots and they're going to both. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, great, great stylistic matchup. Uh, Thompson doesn't want to, grapple anymore he's the approaching 40 and you know he, he doesn't want to fight like that anymore so uh this was nice of the ufc to put a guy in that just wants to stand and bang too it'll be it'll be fun uh co-main event uh two two guys in the welterweight division uh rda rafael desanos has had a phenomenal career still going at it and uh brian barbarina will bring it too um th this will be a fun fight as well yeah, yeah, this is going to be a great fight. Um, both guys love to bang, especially Brian Barbarina. I, I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a knockout dragout affair. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll f see these both these guys fighting at all levels, and it, it's going to be a very competitive, exciting fight to watch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Derek Brunson is uh, hurt and cannot. Uh, uh, fight Jack Hermanson. So they've brought in Roman Delice. Uh, Delice is um, uh, tough and uh, had a great career so far. 
Um, I think this this will be a great fight at middleweight. Uh, both guys uh, are, are going to bring it. Uh, Eric Anders in fighting one of the Dawkins brothers, Kyle Dawkins, uh, the middleweight brother. And uh, that'll be nice to kick off the main card with. And um, yeah, lots of lots of great fights on the undercard as well. I'm looking forward to seeing the Canadian Mark Ducasey against Michael Johnson. Uh, Clay Guida is back. I watched uh, Clay Guida fight uh diego sanchez earlier today i just needed to watch that fight again because one of the best fights in usc history and um clay always brings it uh he's they call him the energizer bunny and uh, he goes in there and wants to throw him uh, the whole night long yeah um you're definitely not going to beat him with endurance his stamina is legendary he's never going to get tired he's going to keep coming at you yeah exactly and uh darren the damage elkins He's going to bleed a lot, uh, but he's going to come forward and keep fighting. And it's going to be fun. He's always a, a blast to watch. Um, the following weekend, we've got the UFC 282. Uh, just announced before or just after we did our last podcast, uh, there was supposed to be uh, a rematch between... Uh, uh, why is the name escaping me? Glover, uh, yeah, and Prohashka. Yeah, and Prohashka messed up his shoulder really bad and could not fight. They offered Glover to fight uh, Megamed Agkalaev, and he said that it was too short a notice to get ready for such a different opponent. Different uh, so they have uh, given Jan Blachowicz, uh the task of trying to get the interim title belt and um, this will be uh, this will be a hell of a fight. Uh, everyone, I think, is afraid of Ankoliyev, but Blahovich has taken on the task, and uh, this will be the interim belt. I think Glover gets the chance at whoever wins this fight uh, in a few months. But um, yeah, what do you think of this matchup that they just put together? I think that's the best thing he could have done on short notice, and I think that was very well done. I do want to go circle back to Yuri Prohachka's injury. Apparently, this is this is pretty bad. It was one of the worst injuries anybody's ever seen Jeez. with whatever he did to his right shoulder. What like like okay, so we're talking about decades of people seeing injuries of every sort of kind. And this is the worst one they've ever seen for as far as I'm concerned, that means Yuri's probably gonna be out for more than half a year. It's yeah. probably going to take him eight to nine months to recover from this. Yeah. It's going yeah. to take a long time. I've seen some of the reports, and they they say it's uh, it really bad. Career, it could be career threatening. Uh, they, yes. they say it's that that bad. Yeah. So I I give him a lot of credit where credit's due. Where he said he just said I, I got to give up the belt. I'm yeah. not going to hold up the division. I thought that was super honorable for him to do, Very and cool. also too kind of scary for him to know to know now that his career is in serious jeopardy. Right? In serious jeopardy. And also, too, I, I wish more fighters would do the honorable thing like he did. Not not like TJ Dillashaw. But, you know, like what Jiri Prohashka did. And also, too, knowing that there was no way that he could continue to fight anyways. He knew that. Yeah. Right? Brutal, yeah. Uh, Patty Pimblett fights on the co-main against Jared Gordon. There's always been already been a lot of war awards. Uh, there, was, there was a hilarious post on Twitter by Patty Pimblett. Uh, he was out walking his dog, and uh, his dog 
uh, couldn't wait, went right on the neighbor's lawn. And uh, I guess it wasn't uh, the type of poo that you can pick up with a bag. So he uh, went and knocked on his neighbor's uh, door and his neighbor has um, a uh, ring camera. And uh, he said, hey, uh, I'm... So I guess when he rang, rang it, it uh, goes to the person's phone, and it was yeah. a woman, and uh, she's like, "Hey, hey, are you are you Patty the Batty?" And uh, he said, "Yeah." And he goes, uh, "I just came to knock on your door to tell you that um, my dog had a uh, a shit that uh, is just <laughs> tough. Uh, wondered if I could borrow your uh, hose oh. or something." Yeah. yeah. And uh, the girl was so excited to talk to Patty that she said, don't worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll clean it up when I get home. I'm five minutes away. I'll be able to come and deal with it. Don't worry. Don't worry. And he goes, oh, it was, I'm so sorry. I hate this. I just couldn't do anything about it. I felt really bad. And it was super funny to watch this whole exchange. This <laughs> ring uh, camera. It was super funny. Uh, I recommend anybody watching and listening, uh, try to find it on Twitter. It's, it, it'll make you laugh. No, of course. And also, too, like, he, he's a funny dude. He's a yeah. funny dude, man, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good personality, yeah. Uh, th this 282 is super stacked. Robbie oh. Lawler's on there with Santiago Ponzinibbio. Darren Till comes back. Uh, Bryce Mitchell. Oh. Uh, we've got uh, just so many good fights on this car. I'm sad not to see the uh, Teixeira uh, Perhatchka, too, but um, we've got uh, Rosen strike against the the big Dawkus on on the prelims and uh, Joaquin Buckley is on the card uh, on and on and on and on. Uh, this is going to be super fun to watch in a couple weeks. Yeah, super strong card. Can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah, especially Joaquin Buckley against Chris Curtis. It's a great fight. Yeah, it's a fantastic fight, man. So yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to this card. It's going to be a great card. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, that's it for me. Uh, another great podcast as always. Uh, fun to cover the weekend of sports. And um, yeah, we uh, we only got three weeks till Christmas, a couple weeks till we're we're on holidays. And I, I cannot wait for that. Uh, it, it can't come soon enough. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. It, it can't come soon enough. But you know what? It's going to come quick. Yeah. Because before you know it, Ah, we're on holidays. <laughs> and then before you know it, ah, we're back to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't talk about that already. Jesus. <laughs> Not for a long time till we're back to work. It's a while. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it is a while. That's true. We do get a, a significant amount. It was uh funny to just bump into you today. Uh, that doesn't uh that doesn't happen too much, but uh nice that we were uh yeah, just two ships that ended up in the same spot at some point today. That was great. Yeah, no, that was funny. It was funny too that he managed to beat us to the spot first. Yeah. I thought I'm like, oh, of course he did. Of course. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So okay, man. Well, uh, I hope your week goes well. Uh good luck driving in the snow tomorrow. Uh I heard we're not gonna get hit with it until the afternoon. So on okay. the commute home. So um drive extra careful and uh yeah, good luck out there. It's always tough on that. First snow day. It seems like everybody doesn't really know how to drive in it around here. So there's a bit of chaos uh, around the lower mainland. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I fully expect there to be chaos. So you be careful out there as well. And uh, I know I'll be exercising caution once it starts snowing. Okay, man. Cool. All right. Well, uh, keep in touch. We'll we'll talk through the week, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, no problem, man. We'll see you next Monday. Okay. Sounds good, buddy. Cheers. Good night. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for sticking in. Uh, we we came under two hours this time. Uh, great, great, great. Uh, appreciate uh, your support. Uh, always appreciate the support of our uh, support of our partners and sponsors. Uh, I want to thank Anchor.fm for all their great uh, work uh, posting on multiple podcast platforms for us. They call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast, and I agree. Go to Anchor.fm. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company industry leader in technology performance and value and the v350 stick is a must-have for anybody in your family that plays plays the game uh, uh pampas and possibilities designers of west coast pretty things for your home uh, get them involved and uh, you will not be sorry that you did and uh, forever living the aloe vera company for health and beauty products uh, you can find uh, lots of products on our website and purchase them at discounted rates so um, as I said, yeah, thanks for uh, sticking in. Uh, check out our websites and uh, tell your friends, tell your family, and we will see you. Uh, we'll see you actually tomorrow night. Got a podcast with Trevor Jones, and uh, a week from tonight, um, we've got uh, Jason Cameron doing a weekend wrap up of sports as usual. So, love you. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. Have a nice week.